Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ready! <laughs> Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go. Here we go. We got to have a drive. 23 left. 23 left. Will. One, two, three. It's time for the postgame show with Shope and the Bulldog. Hi there, Mike Shope and the Bulldog here on the Bills Radio Network. Had him, had him all the way? Had him all the way? Never a doubt. I mean. <laughs> Never a doubt. Offsides. Only a doubt. Wow. Always a doubt. Always a doubt. Oh. I don't know. You you apparently don't have uh, social media. Your parents are not letting you uh, get online during games anymore. <laughs> right. I think that's what explains that. No, that's a self-imposed exile during games for myself. I, I tend to enjoy this way more when I'm not distracted by that. E- even the biggest <laughs> Homer Bills fans I follow, which I would only follow for other reasons than there being Homer, like huge Homer Bills fans, were all like they don't want to say it. But they're all like, this game's over. <laughs> this game's over. Like, for an hour, it's yeah. been this game's over. The Bills led this game 14 nothing. They never trailed. I mean, it. they definitely could have lost. I'm not saying there was oh, no chance of it. it. it, it the, way, the way things have been going, I mean, I... I, I... You know, I, I told you like the last last couple games sort of broke me back to a okay, how, how is my demise going to come today? Sort of mindset. So, I mean, I think I probably got a lot of company in that. And you know, you're you're walking off the field with a three point lead and a minute fifty or so to go, and you're playing Patrick Mahomes. How can you feel good about that? But they managed to get it to the garage. You know, we're only sort of obsessed with ourselves here, but the Chiefs have lost several games like this this year where they at home, they have the ball late, Philadelphia, Detroit, now today, mm-hmm. and something goes wrong. And that will be the story outside of in our cocoon here. That will be the story of this game, that penalty on Kadarius Toney that negated that incredible lateral touchdown play uh, by the Chiefs. And so thank goodness for us that we do not have to sit here after a loss that might have very well ended the Bills' season for all intents and purposes and have 500 screen grabs of Tony's foot being, what, six inches? Six inches on the line? I mean, a foot, whatever, just, you know. That play probably happens 30 times in every game. Where somebody is standing like that, sure. and no one notices. Sure, yeah, it, it, I mean, it could it could, yeah. I, but, I mean, I, I I don't know, but they, they they caught it. But you're right. I mean, to 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 have another loss like that, and to have it compounded by like th- that insane play, it just would have been. I don't know. It might it might have broken everyone. Um. So yeah. Thank thank thankfully they caught it. Um. Boy, when I when I. 
you know, you're hanging on every, every, everything here, right? And you know there's a flag, and the first words you hear out of the referee's mouth are offsides. Offside. And, like, they don't usually call offsides on the offense. That right. doesn't happen. And so I'm like, oh, no, oh, okay, all right, that can happen. Did you, did you see the flag thrown as the play was developing? Like, the I flag, the flag is, not. like, it's on the screen. You see the flag yeah. as Mahomes is throwing the ball to Kelsey. Like, there's something. I did not notice it. Yeah, no, I okay. It. Yeah. Even without oh, being online, delayed. even without yeah. being online, you did not catch that. <laughs> yeah, I did Incredible. Not catch the flag. Wow. No. Everything's okay over there. Okay. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm not, you know. I don't. I'll stop short and never better. But you know. Yeah. We're good. The Bills are <laughs> one of six, seven and six AFC teams at the end of the day here. All that's left tonight is Dallas, Philadelphia. There's Tennessee, Miami, and then also Green Bay and the Giants tomorrow night. And so this will not be affected by whatever happens from here in week 14, but they uh, still have a job to do. But we have in the AFC, the Dolphins at nine and th- the Ravens at 10 and three, the Dolphins at nine and three, Jacksonville and Kansas city division leaders at eight and five Cleveland at eight and five in the first wild card position. And then it's like everybody else, yep. Indianapolis lost Houston lost Pittsburgh lost Thursday Denver wins at the Chargers. Justin Herbert broken index finger on his right hand, which would put his like the rest of his season in question. The Bills play the Chargers two games out, so they're five and eight. Uh, Denver seven and six. Cincinnati, the Fighting Brownings, I believe you called them, <laughs> uh, seven and six, and the Bills as well. Six teams tied for the last two spots. You're very much live, which any Bills fan who had his ear to all this, you know, going into the weekend knew would be the case or probably would be the case if they won today. And maybe not that surprising, uh, considering that, you know, the records of these teams, you know, this group of teams at seven and six, there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, the conference records aren't, none of those teams are running away from the Bills in conference record. They're, they're all around four and five in, the, in that range. So, you know, may, maybe things, if, if the Bills, we always thought they were going to need to win maybe at least four of these five. It helps to get the, another conference one. Maybe the conference record won't end up sinking them if they win the rest of these conference games. The Bills are still going to be 11th after all of this. But, you know, again, tied for the uh, last two spots in the AFC playoff picture. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. Sean McDermott's coach's press conference coming up, brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at northtownauto.com. Perhaps Josh Allen, even before that. I think I saw McDermott smile like four times today, which is four more times than I've ever seen him smile on a game. You think he was thinking about the week that he had? Uh, I think he definitely was. Yeah, it it would surprise me if if he weren't. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, you know, I know it's, it's easy to sort of, you know, look at someone who's, you know, on TV and been through what he's been through and, and draw conclusions, but I think it had to mean a lot to him. To Josh Allen. I think we had all three timeouts, so maybe I had two, but that, that was going through my mind. You've made some plays going to the sideline, but maybe none quite like that. What, what was going through your mind when you made the play to the tables? Uh, you know, third down. On that drive, gotta gotta find a way to make a play, and um, you know we were on the same page there. He made a heck of a catch. 
What did James Cook mean to the offense in this one? No, oh, he was awesome. He was, he was awesome. He's he's been working hard. Um, he had a, probably his best week of practice this week, and again, getting more comfortable with him catching passes out of the backfield. And he had a lot of opportunities tonight, and he took advantage of it. And thought he ran the ball well. Um, thought all three of our backs ran the ball well. So wasn't the prettiest of wins. Uh, we all know that. Lot lots to clean up, but um, defense played fantastic. Went out there, made a made a two minute stop, which is great to see. And um, they played great all night. Obviously a very important win in these standings, but also probably an important win with what your team went through this week. What does this one mean to you? Well, you know, um, obviously this week wasn't wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for, for Coach McDermott. Um, you can you can question a lot of things about coaching style. You can question a lot of things about my decision making. You can question a lot of things about this team, but to question his character and who he is as a man, that's there's no you know, he's one of the better humans on this planet, um, how he carries himself. And, you know, we saw it for what it is. Um, we're just trying to focus on and winning each each week, one one game at a time. In hindsight, looking back at it, Josh, did that at all help hone that focus maybe? Um, I mean, maybe. I, I just, you know, everybody on the outside wants to make it a big deal. And in the locker room, it wasn't a, a talking point, you know. Um, Coach had a meeting with us, um, talked with us. You know, and guys took that, and uh, it was washed under the, the carpet there for us. We didn't we didn't care. So um, again, we're just trying to look up, look forward, and focus on going one and zero each week. Josh, you guys have had trouble closing out games. How important was it to close out this game? Well, we could have we could have put ourselves in a better op- or better position there at the end, scoring a touchdown. Um, you know, a couple throws I wish I had back, um, but again, our defense went out there and, and made a stop, which. You know, it's great to see sitting there on the sideline, knowing that you can go out there and take a knee. You know, you always want to finish the ball or finish the game with the ball and, and the victory formation. That's what we did tonight. You, uh, you were controlling the game, fourteen nothing. You're moving again, and then you threw the pick. Did you feel? Because really, from that moment on, it, it really was a struggle. Did you feel like that was a moment, looking back, that really did kind of flip? You, mean, you won, you won, but it kind of flipped the game, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, and um, can't make that throw there. Um, you know, gave them points right before the half, and you know. Um, from there on out, we, we were able to move the ball. We just we weren't finishing. Thought we were hurting ourselves a little bit with decision makings, with penalties, all of the above. So something we got to tighten up. Um, and again, that's that's a really good team we just played. So it's a really good defense. You know, they they figured some stuff out, and we got to counter and uh, find a way to keep going and and put six and seven on the board. Josh, when they appeared to score that touchdown, the camera showed you sitting there, and you I think you kind of had a smile on your face. Like what else? For those ten seconds when before you realized that that was going to get wiped out. How, how are you processing? Yeah, I was, you know, that is an exciting moment. That's the type of situation you want to be in. You want the ball in your hands with time left and, and two timeouts and a chance to go down there and, and score. So that's that that was going through my mind, making sure that our offense uh, knew we were going back out on the field and um, get ready to go score a touchdown. After the ups and downs of the season, I don't know if validation is the right word, but does a win like this kind of remind everybody that you know what you guys want is still in front of you and that you ultimately can get there? Yeah, and we've been kind of approaching this as this is the playoffs for us. Um, every game from here on out is is that important. Um, and we gotta we gotta keep going. Again, we'll celebrate this one tonight. Turn our attention towards the Cowboys tomorrow. Hey guys. Bills over the Chiefs, 20-17. to 17. Josh Allen there. It is Dallas next week. The Bills are one of six teams at 7-6 and six with four games to go. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. 
Let's check the Skyworks stats of the game. Skyworks equipment rental, building America from the ground up. Even Bill's Chiefs in the year 2023 does not shoot out. I mean, tough game, tougher, maybe maybe even lower scoring, I think, yes, than any Allen Mahomes game we've had yet, including playoffs. Yeah, 37 is your total. Uh, Allen goes 23 of 42 for 233, one and one. He ran 10 times for 32 yards. Of those 233 yards, by the way, only 70 of those yards were completed to wide receivers. The rest two running backs and tight ends led by James Cook, five for 83 and a score. Dawson Knox had 36 yards on just three catches. Diggs, four for 24. Hardy had the one catch for 25 yards uh, as well. Running the ball, Cook, 10 for 58. Already mentioned Allen. Ty Johnson carried it five times for 19 yards. Murray, three for nine. Mahomes on the the, uh, evening, 25 for 43, 271. One and one. Uh, He ran one time for eight yards. Through the air, Travis Kelsey, 6 for 83. Rasheed Rice, 7 for 72, and a score. You are counting the Murray catch on that amazing play Allen makes at the sideline. You're, you're including that in the stats where Murray, I mean, does not catch the ball, Bulldog. Well, are we going to hear, hear ref complaints ever again after this game? Didn't this, didn't this game sort of absolve everything that's ever happened with officials and foot and the bills right i mean i don't know about he absolve, doesn't have that but, you he know, doesn't it, catch that ball no i don't think not even I close he, i don't think he caught that at all no i also don't think travis kelsey caught the one that they spent an hour reviewing in the middle of the field before that but you know what, what do we know what do i know um i don't i don't know i don't know the rules i don't know what a catch is anymore i don't think anyone does but there is someone in the world with a stupider job than ours, which would be Gene Steratore, who gets to go on and blather on about what might be happening on these plays. Amazing, right? I think you'd agree that there is such a job that's, that makes less sense than <laughs> yes. ours having these jobs. But it's true. Uh, the, the Gene Steratore going on CBS and saying nothing and uh, pretty much always agreeing with whatever they decide. Really useful. I know you guys didn't watch the game. It was on TV. You were listening to us, and we appreciate that. So you don't know who Gene Steratore is. 20 to 17, Bills. We'll look for your calls coming up. That'll be the official first response from the fans. Brought to you by Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. Bills win in Kansas City for the third year in a row. That's pretty good. 2017, the final. Back shortly, this is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Allen back to pass. Looking deep down the seam to James Cook, who leaps into the end zone for the touchdown. 3.43 left in the first quarter, and the Bills are on the board first. James Cook was named uh, today's difference maker of the game, and that is brought to you by Independent Health. At Independent Health, you'll find more than 1,000 Western New Yorkers who are big fans of this community and big fans of the Bills, of course. Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. The way Cook started in this game, it seemed like maybe he was on the way to like a like a an, you know incredible day, and that really kind of calmed down. Ten for fifty-eight on the ground. Uh, the receiving was five for eighty-three, and that score. Um, so I mean, that's a that's a that's a nice day, but it feels like almost all of that was. Like, I don't know, right around the time of that touchdown being scored. It it felt like after that, he didn't really impact the game much at all. Right. There were a couple of possessions where he was not on the field. And that is sort of, uh, you know, like I think a lot of us are sort of – 
won't exclude myself from this as much as I'd like to. I think it's funny. But just so how will we lose this one? You know, pervasive thoughts for like the last two hours. And one thing that I made a note of was that Cook was really not a factor after Kansas City adjusted to the fact that early on the Bills demonstrated they want to get the ball to their running back. I mean, Joe Brady in two games prior to this game had done plenty of that, but not so much through the air. And that's what you had here. You mentioned earlier how few, relatively few yards went to receivers. Davis didn't catch a pass again. That's right. It's 70 yards to receivers in this game. The rest of Allen's 233 on the day were all running backs and tight ends. So you had a stretch there where the Bills were trying to protect their lead, and Cook was just not not relevant anymore. So where'd he go? Um, that'll take a, a deeper dive to figure out, I guess, unless uh, you feel like you know that already. Bulldog's got the all-22. He's not online anymore, so he's... <laughs> I don't know. I just like that. I'm going to keep you laugh every time. I'm going to keep using it. I just, I, yeah, I don't know. Does what, not have uh, really social media hashtag quote here. social media. If we weren't online, I'd have nothing because I stream. We stream everything here. <laughs> you wouldn't even see the game. You'd have to go I to the even game. See the game you'd have to buy a ticket. Online. Right. All right. Bills are one of six, seven, and six AFC teams. A huge win. Needless to say, they won't be in a playoff spot by the end of the weekend. But. Um, as has been evident this whole time, like just win your games, the problem was the competition you were going to face. But no, uh, no problem today. Dallas next week, home, what a huge game. This win, I think, just changes it all for fans' uh, attitude about next week. You know, like we've talked about this on our Buffalo show a lot. Lose here, it'll feel like it's over. We're talking again about Sean McDermott's future every day. And now it's six and seven with Dallas, and somebody's telling you they still have a six percent chance. But you know it's going to be cold probably. I say probably because it's never cold anymore. And so, like, just a a pall yeah, cast over this game. This now it's all right. good. Now you're seven and six. You've got the same record you had after thirteen games two years ago. Uh, and you know the the parallels have been there. Um, even going back, even to the off season, thinking about the schedule that they had, and that you could you could you know have a good year, but your record might be tough because of the schedule. Well, it didn't exactly go that way. They lost games to teams that weren't tough on their schedule, but nonetheless, they're seven and six after thirteen games, and we all know what happened in twenty twenty one when they were seven and six after thirteen games. They went off, so we're going to be hoping that that can continue to happen or start happening uh, again. Uh, next week when they host the Dallas Cowboys. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're not in a playoff spot, but they have the same record of the teams that are in the playoff spot. So, like, it's, it's, it, feels, it feels attainable, you know. They're not, right. they're not games behind these teams. They're, they're behind them right now on tiebreakers. But so you gotta, you got to win enough of your games and hope you get some other results. But it's, I feel like you can see it in the window with the win today. Without mm-hmm. it, I don't think you would have been able to see it at all. I wouldn't even want to be, be looking out the window. <laughs> if, right. if they'd lost today. Like let's just let's just move to hockey. Right. All right. Again, we will look for your calls here. I shouldn't say again because I have not said this yet. 716-803-0550. When Sean McDermott shows up at his press conference, we'll abruptly uh have to cut to that. And I'm interested in his his comments tonight, which I rarely am, because usually I expect almost nothing from the head coach. But I feel like tonight could be I mean, probably not. Odds are against it, right, that he says anything that interesting about what his week has been like. Uh, but maybe. I wouldn't and be surprised if he were emotional. Here we go. It's happening now. 
in the National Football League in particular, uh, when you come here at, at Arrowhead uh, against a good football team, um, you know, led by Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. thought it was really good effort all, all across the board. Guys played hard. Um, you know, it was going to be back and forth as it was. We knew that, and we jumped out early, and then, and then, then they came back and had some momentum, I think, back half of the second quarter and then somewhat in, into the uh, – into the third quarter and fourth, and, and we just you know stayed uh, stayed the course. And good to see the defense come out and seal the game. Uh, I thought that drive by the offense was important as well. So um, still things we can work on overall, um, but again, good win and and um, proud of the guys. John, can you maybe speak to you know all the turbulence that obviously was surrounding the building this week? Can you speak to what it was like you know behind the scenes that we don't see yeah. to get ready for this game? Yeah, I mean, um, praise God, number one. I mean, just our guys were the staff, the the players, steadfast in their focus. Um, I couldn't be more proud of a group. I really couldn't at this point in the regular season. Um, to to a person, they didn't flinch. Um, they were focused. They supported one another. They supported me. And I don't take that for granted uh, at all. And I'm um, just super proud of those guys and um, just a resilient group. To expand on that, what did this week mean personally for you just to get a win after all of that? Yeah, I mean, um, again, just so thankful. I'm grateful for so many things. Um, you know, so many people that reached out, um, Andy Reid, um, many of their staff after the game in particular, um, I know quite a few of their coaches and staff and their class acts, so I appreciate that. My family appreciates that. Um, just incredible support uh, this week, in particular the last couple of days for, for myself and my family. And um, that's what Buffalo's all about. I mean, we moved here six, six years ago, and the friends that we've made, the support that we've gotten, um, before I came to the stadium, called my wife, and she's like, I continue to get texts from you know, uh, our neighbors, our friends in Buffalo, and um, couldn't be more thankful and more grateful for that. Yeah, um, really proud of those guys. They went out there. They knew what they had to had to get done. I mean, the the thing that's challenging, and, and you know, in addition to going against Patrick, is is the field goal kickers. As you know, he's one of the best. He, he's he, I think he's made one from sixty. 60 plus already this season, if I'm not mistaken, and, and so you're def you're defending a small window of grass right there, and and uh, we were aggressive, uh, we were staying aggressive, um, and the guys responded, and we got them behind the sticks there, and and the guys closed it out. How quickly were you aware that the, the guy was offside on the touchdown play? Well, you know what? To be honest, I wasn't sure. I you know we were in man to man. I, th I thought someone was yelling. We got picked, and then as you know as the play unfolded, I think it was Kelsey that was wide open there, and. Um, play after he, he caught the ball was uh, I've never seen a play like that not in the NFL you know um, but but thankful and you know then the, then uh, I saw the uh, the referees uh, signaling that that direction so I didn't know if it was a pick or what it was and then it turned out to be the offside play. Can you take us through some detail of the last two minutes in terms of what your mindset was or your philosophy what you wanted to do? Yeah I just wanted I wanted to be aggressive uh, that's how we practice it during the week um, we studied it over the bye week um, we studied it long, and uh, the staff I thought did a great job. Uh, it was very thorough in terms of in terms of the research we did, and 
Um, and then we practiced it that way. And so um, started practice on Wednesday with a two-minute drill like we normally do, then added another two-minute drill live with the offense at the end of practice on Wednesday, and it pays off, right? So guys were comfortable in that situation, and, and they executed at, at a high level. What did you learn in your research? Um, I mean... <laughs> The list, I mean, the list is, it's, it's long, but at the same time, um, I mean, I just went back to studying, going, you know, going back all of our two minutes this year, um, all of my two minutes as a, as a play caller over the years, um, teams that did it well have done it well this year, so it's, it was rather extensive, and um, it's, it's never really one thing, Tim, uh, being honest with you, it's, it's, um, you get a good sample of, hey, you know, this team's doing that. And then you get some teams that, you know, honestly, quite honestly, there's people wide open, guys are dropping balls. And so uh, you'd like to catch a break once in a while. And, um, and so we just, it's a combination of things. I don't have a clear answer for you. Uh, we got a lot of things going through my head um, as it relates to the two minute in particular. But um, just thought the guys came out, you know, and then when you get the, uh, I think it was the sack on third down or, or something like that, we got there or close to a sack. and. Um, you know, staying with Russian four, Patrick usually does a good job extending plays in those situations in the critical moments, and and that uh, we were able to collapse the pocket on him where he threw it and and uh, got the incomplete to win it. Did you, feel, um, did you feel Joe put you in a little bit of a precarious spot with the play calling before the two minute warning? You could have gotten it down to the two if you just run on first down, probably. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um, it's a balance, it's delicate balance there. You, you know, you you've got to know who you're playing on the other side too. Are you playing for three or are you playing for seven and and trying to make it that type of game. Uh, whenever you're going against an elite quarterback and an elite offense, uh, you got, you've got to stay aggressive too. So it, it is a balance. Uh, I thought the offense did some really good things tonight. John, one of the things that... What did you see out of James today? What did he bring to the offense? I thought he, he, re, he rebounded from last week in terms of the passing game. Um, and that showed up in practice. Uh, like I mentioned earlier in the week, he's, he's growing, he's developing. Um, it's, a, it's a joy as a coach to watch a player continue to take steps in terms of his development. John, what? Micah's injury, is that more of the same? Is that some, you know? Yeah, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know anything else at this point. I just know he was out of the game, and so I don't know where that stands right now. I know one of the things that you talk about often is always being right here, never riding the wave. Yeah. How hard was that this week, though? Um, yeah, I mean, the players, I thought, set a great example of it. Led by Josh, Micah, uh, our captains. Um, you know, like I, like you guys have probably heard when we left that meeting, that follow-up meeting that we had on, I guess that would have been Thursday. Um, they were, they were again steadfast. They weren't flinching. They knew. Um, they just knew what the what the vision was moving forward, and uh, and they set and they set a great example, and so. Um, you know, there was some moments for me, quite honestly, where, um, you know, I had to deal with some other things, obviously, you know, more than I would have liked to, um, in terms of taking my eyes off of film and, and whatnot, but the staff did a phenomenal job of, of, uh, of picking up, uh, the slack when I wasn't there. When you see everybody rally behind you like that, but you know, yeah, smile, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they mean the world to me, um, and they showed their, their, you know, their, their care, appreciation, love for me and my family. And this is professional sports. You don't get that um, everywhere. And um, the Buffalo community, 
same thing. It's like I said, we moved here six years ago. It's not like we've been here our entire lives and um, they've just embraced us. And so we're so grateful as a family. Yeah, I mean, um, that was how we drew it up in the playbook, really, you know. Um, he's got an unbelievable feel, and uh, I mean, to, to know where, I think he did something earlier with Dalton in the game as well, and um, he makes some plays that very few, if anyone, in the league can make, and so... Um, that's part of what makes him special. Thanks. All right. Sean McDermott, somewhat emotional tonight. The Bills beat the Chiefs. He sounded a, a little bit like maybe the guard is down a little bit, just um, really, really happy and uh, relieved. I think it sounded like there. All right. Well, you know, maybe for obvious reasons. Let's get a call in. As we said we would, we'll go to Matt here. Hi, Matt. Hey, how you doing? Good. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Into the show. Um, hey, the, the last drive by the offense, just to take up that much time, phenomenal job. I mean, we got points out of it. Points are a premium in this game. And then uh, just the way, if you guys don't mind talking about the way this defense, being down so many starters and, you know, they're playing inspired football. I mean, we're playing meaningful football right now in December. I'm thankful for that. Um, go Bills. Thanks, guys. Okay, Matt. It, 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 it probably was, um, you know, we just heard McDermott, and you mentioned he was emotional. I thought he would be, and I, I think he was. Um, you know, not nothing over the top or anything, but I, but I think it, it meant something to him. And, and maybe um, seeing his defense come through at the end uh, for a change. I mean, it's, it's been a rough year in that department. So um, I liked hearing him talk about all the, all the work that was done and assessing like looking at what they what he's done his history going through like all these different two-minute situations not even just this year um I, I thought that that i liked how that sounded um so yeah it was I, I really important to see the defense you know get a stop at the end for you know, again so, sorry to say it for a change it's been a tough year thank goodness Kadarius tony was five inches offside indeed i think we'd be t- talking about other things or about this particular thing differently uh, but maybe not. Maybe the Bills then score a touchdown, and then Kansas City scores a touchdown after that, and maybe we're not even on yet if that had happened. But <laughs> right. that was it for the Chiefs, that play, and they are not pleased about it. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are both calling out officials for calling that offside, which it was. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Thanks again for the call, Matt. 716-803-0550. We'll get rolling again with your phone calls after this. This is Buffalo Bills football. The Buffalo Bills claimed victory over the Kansas City Chiefs coming off of their bye week, moving to 7-6 and six on the season and keeping their playoff hopes alive. It wasn't the prettiest of wins. We all know that. Lots to clean up, but defense played fantastic. Went out there, made a two-minute stop, which is great to see, and they played great all night. Josh Allen led the day, going 23-42 for 42 for 233 yards with two total touchdowns. James Cook led in both rushing and receiving, having rushed 10 times for 58 yards and catching five passes for 83 yards and one touchdown. Up next, the Bills return to Highmark Stadium next Sunday to take on the Dallas Cowboys with a 425 p.m. kickoff and all of your play-by-play action right here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. Scores from earlier today, the Jets destroy the Titans 30-6. The Bengals defeated the Colts 34-14. The Browns defeated the Jaguars 31-27. The Ravens defeated the Rams in overtime 37-31. And now the Eagles and Cowboys are just getting underway. 
This sports update is brought to you by Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. I'm Joe Kelly for the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Back to pass, and pressure coming, throws it deep down the middle of the field, it falls incomplete! Turnover on downs! Buffalo football with 55 seconds remaining! There's our electric play of the game. Brought to you by Town Mazda and Town Hyundai for an electrifying performance. Check out their exciting line of EVs at townauto.com. All right, we are still breathing. 20-17, to 17, the score of this game. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here to your calls now. 716-803-0550. Dallas next week. Dallas is on the board. First possession of their Sunday night game against Philadelphia. Prescott to Lamb. Touchdown. Dallas, 425 next week. I think Joe just told you that. All right, here is Joe next. Different Joe. Hi, Joe. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, Joe. Thank uh, you. This this game uh, tonight, Ellen, Ellen says he, he was trying to close out the game. What kind of play calling is going on with under two minutes in the game, and they're trying to pass the ball? If you review this whole game, the defense played outstanding, and they had this game – by halftime, but they continue to run the ball towards the end of the first half when they should have been running the ball, and Cook was running. You even said it on your, on your radio station. Cook was running, and it disappeared. And then we started the pass block, and he started to break down, and Allen kept getting caught behind the line of scrimmage. There's a lot of bad play calling going on in this game that was pretty obvious to a normal sports plant person watching this game tonight. I'd like to hear your comments on that. Well, the first play, what was it, two eleven left after the Bills get bailed out by a, by a flag and at first and 10 in a tie game. The first play is essentially a long handoff to Stephon Diggs in the left slot, the kind of play that really you would not expect to have be incomplete. Like that's almost never going to be an incomplete pass. And probably after Diggs gives you two yards or whatever happens on that play, then you're at the two-minute warning. And it's a different deal. But he dropped it. And then the second down, there was another quick pass that went incomplete. And suddenly you're looking at, or right, this is the two-minute warning now. And they right. get stopped there, and Third that's what down, happened. They went, they went to the, there's an end zone try in there to Diggs at some point, I think, too. Right. So this is our uh, weekly, the play calling is terrible moment. It's the first of probably several. And I don't know. Like, I feel like sort of the long handoff to Stefan Diggs is, to me, I would consider that a pretty safe and reasonable call. Just he dropped the ball. Yeah, uh, um, I think McDermott touched on it just a little bit ago. Like you're you're weighing, you know, tr- settling for a few. They ended up settling for a field goal, but I think you know you're you're trying to throw the ball because you feel like that's your best chance to move it, and you're trying to get a touchdown. Like you know, <laughs> that, that's it. I mean, I I, I wasn't going to be real comfortable settling for a field goal there. I mean, we've seen this movie a bunch of times. The whole team has, so. Um, you know, it didn't work, and they left time on the clock, and, you know, they got bailed out by Kadarius Tony's foot. They I did. Guess, ultimately. I mean, 14-7 um, at halftime, you thought the game should have been over? At, at, at Arrowhead Stadium? Like, no, I, I still thought they would need 30. And Kansas City, I was wrong. I mean, Kansas City is still not scoring at all. This is typical for the Chiefs, 17 points. This is where they're living, yeah. which, you know, good good for you. But, yeah. I mean, you cannot look at this this game in the second quarter and think you had it won. <laughs> just no, no. Yep. 
Managing the Game is presented by the Financial Guys, Western New York's one-stop financial shop. Talking about how McDermott and uh, Joe Brady managed that two-minute situation there, or almost two-minute situation near the end of the game. Brad is next. Hi, Brad. Hey, show Bulldog. Thanks for taking my call, man. Sure, Brad. Um, Why wouldn't we? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, have you heard well, this show? I mean, Anyone gets on. What is? What are you thanking us for? <laughs> you got through. It's pretty much all you need to do. Man, you you guys entertain me. I'm stuck in Pittsburgh here. I listen to Kenny Pickett talk nonstop. Do you know what that's like for me? Why would you do idea? that? Why would Why that? wouldn't you go online and listen to us if you like the Bills? Quarterback get praised. It's unbelievable. But anyway, um, couple things. I, I didn't like that we didn't try a 62-yard field goal at the end of the first half. Okay, one second left. That's perfect opportunity to go for that. I'd like to see Bass has the legs. We've seen it. But I really thought we were set up to blow the doors off these guys. I don't think they can compete with us. And I feel like we came out the second half and just went super vanilla. We were throwing swing passes to the wideouts and – we we took James Cook out of the game. I just I didn't like how we came out the second half at all. Okay, I don't know why they didn't try a field goal. That would have been an interesting question for McDermott in the press conference. But I admit I wasn't thinking about it either. So I, I can understand why he maybe wasn't asked. Maybe he did. You know, they 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 go into each game with sort of what their they think their kicker's limit is based on the weather and just what happened in warmups. And so maybe. You know, that, that seems like a pretty straightforward decision if you didn't think he had 62 yards in him. It's almost an NFL record, so I guess I wouldn't want to blame the Bills for that. But Considering Bass's reputation, I would share the caller's surprise that they didn't try it, but I'm willing to assume that there's a reasonable explanation for why they didn't at least want to try it. Right. Like, I think they must have thought that they don't have – maybe he's not even 100%. I, I don't know. Whatever. Um, I'm sure there's a there's a reason. And it, other than they were uh, – I don't think there's any way he was scared to try a 62-yard field goal with one second left. Like, there's no – I don't think there, there's a there's a scenario, a doomsday scenario where that goes bad on you uh, and hurts you in some way. You miss a kick or, you know, maybe they block it. I don't know. Whatever, because it's a long kick and those are usually a lower trajectory – um, I'm just I'm assuming they didn't think he had the leg to do it for some reason. The game winner itself was shaky. Right? I mean, I think Romo had it. Where Bass looked a little bit sort of uh oh. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. But he got there. That was that was at thirty nine, like he got there. So yeah. um I don't know. I wonder what's up with him. Let's go to Terry next. Hi, Terry. Hi, how are you doing today? Good. Thank you, Terry. Good. Yeah. It's uh nice to kind of have a you know come out on the good end of the, these things um, for once in the year and kind of remind us <laughs> that it's possible. How much luck there is in close game results <laughs> to remind us yeah, of that? Yeah, yeah, and, and that, that there was a time when we did occasionally win these games. Right, as, last year. You know. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to talk about uh, a, a couple things. Kind of The first, uh, I guess qu- quickly, but the first was that I was really impressed by the way the defensive line played. Um, one of the major differences between the offenses was that it seemed like, I mean, and their defensive line was great too, but it seemed like Allen was occasionally able to get out of the pressure. Well, I don't think Mahomes was able to escape the pocket um, very often at all. Good point. Like, yeah, Epineza kind of every time out there, it seems like he's earning like an additional six figures every play he makes. <laughs> um, Von Miller 
like appeared on the TV screen and it looked like he was a contributor, that last drive yep. especially. Actual Von Miller, yes. Actually, yes, yes. Um, uh, and and obviously, I, it, it could be you know, it's low sample size, and it could be just our confirmation bias with all the you know, article from the week. But it did seem like the defense didn't play as soft at the end of the game, and so either you know that's you know McDermott reflecting on it, or it's just kind of a refresher to all of us that like yeah. he. You know, he kind of does know somewhat what he's what he's doing. Well, they have been thanks, Terry. Like they lost to Denver on a big blitz at the end, and, and an interference call got them beat. They were aggressive and they lost. It's always a, you always want to tout how aggressive you want to be when you win, as what as McDermott did tonight. They threw the big blitz at Jalen Hurts in overtime at the end, the last play of that game, and that was ill fated. So, uh, but I like what you said about the contrast between how the two quarterbacks were able to handle it tonight. I think that's correct. And tonight, those moments late in the game, they got there. Good thing Kadarius Tony was offside or else I don't know. Good, yeah, right. There's uh, a lot of this like playing soft and like, you know, whatever would have gone out the window with a wide open Travis Kelsey, so wide open that he can patiently find a receiver off to his, his, his across right the field, left, across the field and throwing the ball for a walk-in touchdown. Oh my God. What an all-time incredible way to lose that would have been if it would have ended that way. There was a minute left. Uh, who knows? We've seen these teams, you know, do this. Uh, before trade late scores, but I, I love the the pass rush point up front, and you didn't mention the one guy that impacted the very final play, and that's Leonard Floyd. Like he got there, he he got he got a, he got hands on Mahomes. I mean, I don't know if that play how much of a chance it had, but I think he impacted that play, and I think the caller nailed it. They they did a very good job of keeping Mahomes. They were disciplined in how they rushed, um, hmm. and Miller was a part of that too, which was you know refreshing. Thank you, Terry. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, 20-17, to 17, Bills over the Chiefs. The Bills are now one of six AFC teams tied at 7-6. and six. And that's the fifth seed through the 10th, I guess it is. Do I have – am I missing uh, somebody there? But it's just like the – there's a big cluster of teams at the very bottom of the AFC playoff picture. Will be really interesting. Miami has now a two-and-a-half game lead in the AFC East after the Bills' victory – Miami hosts Tennessee in one of two Monday night games tomorrow. Back after this timeout with more of your calls and our thoughts here, this is Buffalo Bills football. Going to tuck it and fight his way. The surge pushing him down to the two and into the end zone for the touchdown. It was a pile driving touchdown run by Josh Allen from six yards out. Josh Allen rushing touchdown there. Our eye on the quarterback feature is brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business on the day. Josh Allen, just to review once again, 23 of 42 passing for 233 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He was sacked three times. He ran 10 times for 32 yards, including that score. How, I'm trying to find it, but I'm just not as fast as I used to be. How many touchdown rushes is that now for Allen this year? I believe he is already second all-time among quarterbacks. That's 10? Remember when we used to bet on how many touchdowns yep. he would run for and then I gave yeah. up because I never I won? kept taking your money. Yeah. Oh, regression. <laughs> oh, regression. No, 10. He. I don't know who else today. ETN got in. It might have been a 
reception? I don't think so. Anyway, up there. Up there with 10 rushing touchdowns and four games left. Come on. It's always been their best play, and they went two months without using it purposely because, I don't know, is he supposed to be getting hurt when he runs? Is that what we're thinking? Is that the logic? He's going to wear out? He's going to break? Finally, they got to a point where the game's like they have to win and look at it. Well, we'll see. Maybe he'll break. Yeah, they, but. They, they, did, they did. There was a designed run on like a third and two today that I just absolutely loved. So easy, like a little roll out <laughs> to the right. Right. You just knew that was going to be the call there. I thought it was going to be on the previous third down. They'd already converted a third down on that series, but that was on a pass. I'm like, oh, that's 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 risky. That's gutsy right there. Uh, but then the next time, sure. Let's go to Rob next. Hi, Rob. Hey, fellas. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Uh, we're still in it, and we're not going to go away lightly. Uh, I hope you could maybe help me figure this one out. So if it was third quarter or fourth quarter, Josh threw a little out route. It was incomplete, but we had Gabe Davis pretty wide in that end zone. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the DB tripped up. You saw Gabe's frustration. Any idea, fellas? Maybe I don't know. I, I, I I'm just assuming Allen. I'm just. I, I would assume Allen just did not see him. Me too. Um, it was. It was. I mean, glaring. Uh, it was a pass. I think he tried to get to Kincaid uh, over by the sideline, and Davis was yeah all alone. Josh is next. Hi, Josh. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Yep, you're welcome. Um, I just wanted to say first, uh, rest in peace to Frank Wycheck, and use that to lead into my point of what a crazy coincidence it was today for someone mm. or on the same day that a guy who was part of one of the most famous plays in NFL history, the Bills win in almost the complete opposite fashion, getting lucky with that flag on the lateral at the end. Okay. Um, I did not make that connection, but you could. Wycheck, Music City Miracle. Dead at 52 today. That's right. All right. Thank you, Josh. Randy's next. Hi, Randy. Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. First of all, congratulations to the defense. Just a tremendous stand there at the end to, to win this important game. My, my question deals, though, with the offense, and um, maybe you guys could help me through this. They, they didn't seem to target uh, Davis or Diggs very very much, especially downfield. And since we're playing Dallas Cowboys next week, who are averaging 35 to 40 points a game, I think we're going to need the wide receivers a little bit more in the in the in the play. I mean, certainly mm-hmm. we've got the Kincaid and Knox and Cook, but you know you got to get you got to get the ball downfield if you're going to try to keep up with a team that's scoring 30, 35 points. What do you think? Uh, I, 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 I think you're you're probably right, um, and we'll see if those opportunities are there more readily. That, yeah, it was. I think it was pretty stark that the only way to really get the ball to Diggs was parallel to the line of scrimmage uh, in this game. I, I don't know what downfield looked like. I mean, the, the TV doesn't present you that much. Uh, we just talked about a, a Davis play where he was you know, obviously all alone, and Allen just didn't look his way. Um, yeah, you're 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 gonna you're gonna probably need more than twenty points next week to beat the Cowboys. I would bet. Diggs wrapped at four for twenty four. Does not had a hundred yards since week six. This is a common thing this year with Kansas City opponents. Legarius Sneed is the player, and he's one of a few guys in the league anymore that shadows teams' number one receiver. 
So I don't know. I can't. I can't swear to you right now that he was all over Diggs in this game. But that's how the Chiefs have tended to play it. And what you've had this year with Kansas City. Shout out to Mike Clay who brought this to my attention earlier today from ESPN. The number two guys have been smashing against the Chiefs with Snead taking away your best guy. Now Davis went zero for zero and zero today, so that didn't happen either. But it's pretty normal for your number one receiver to not get home against the Chiefs this year anyway. Yeah, and I agree too. Like That's going to have to get better, uh, maybe a lot better. 20-17 to 17 Bills. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. More post-game coverage coming up. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. The Bills win in Kansas City again. I mean, of course. Don't they always? 20-17, to 17, the final. Reg- Asterisk. Regular season, right? I know. They have lost there in their lives, in the playoffs. Just not in the regular season. It's three in three years. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. Buffalo 7-6. and six. Dallas here next week. Dallas, I think they made that field goal. So 10 nothing lead first quarter at home against Philadelphia. So, Bulldog, the AFC, before we get back wow, to calls. A, it's a 60-yard field goal. 60 yards. That's how far ahead you are of me. Easy I'm game. Watching it, I'm watching it get kicked here. Yeah, easy game. I guess I should have taken more time to appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. It was comfortable, too, mm. from 64. With ease, anyway. right? Yeah. Did yeah. the announcer say something like, oh, it would have been good from 64? I don't know. I'm talking to you. That's right. How would you know? <laughs> Probably, though. Don't they usually do that? When it's anybody yeah. makes a long field goal, the announcer will tell you how it would have oh, been, good, been from, good from 70. Uh, 10 more at least, 20 yeah. more, oh, a million. Yes. Okay, so... The AFC playoff picture. Baltimore wins in overtime on a punt return, by the way, at home against the Rams. It was going to be wet and windy, so you got to bet the under on that one. 37-31. Ravens over the Rams. 10-3, that's the one. Miami, 9-3. They play tomorrow night. Big favorite against Tennessee. Then you have Kansas City and Jacksonville after that. Each team 8-5, but still in first place in their divisions after losing today. The Jaguars keep that lead. Indianapolis lost its game at Cincinnati. Houston lost its game at the Jets. So everybody loses there at the top of the AFC South. Then what? Cleveland 8-5 and five with Joe Flacco riding with Joe Flacco. Big win over the Jaguars. 8-5, and five, the first wild card. And after that, it's the Bills and a lot of other teams. At 7-6, and six, what do you see here? Uh, I, I, I see possibility. Uh, I think I see possibility and and I'm not as put out by the conference record. Like everyone around them has a very comparable conference record, uh, of the, of those six, seven and six teams. Uh, there might be one or two that, that are, you know, a game up, but it's not like uh, they, they have to lose on that. You know, it depends on how these games all shake out, of course. Um, but it feels like um, it feels like they're they're live again to me. Yeah, they got the same record as all these other teams. So you know, race to the wire here. Let's go to the phones again. Andrew is next. Hi, Andrew. Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Three quick things. Leonard Floyd, one of the greatest free agent picks in the last five years. The guy's been amazing. The third Bills Super Bowl odds. 
four plus four thousand on Wednesday, now down to plus seventeen hundred. Uh, so a major change in the last four days. And then the the third thing, the old po- positive negative sandwich. I am just terrified at the idea that the Bills are going to miss on the playoffs because of twelve men on that field goal with Denver winning today and not having the tiebreaker. It's, it terrifies me. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, try not to be terrified by something you can't control. I would say. Uh, but it could be the, but that, go the ahead way. And be, yeah, not terrified, but um, distracted, consumed by. Uh, the, these are ways I would describe myself at times, thinking about some of the losses that have had. It just didn't happen today, really. It's more like when New England plays. Like you watch New England play and just think, how, 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 how? Today would have been a bad day to do that with the Jets because, you know, they looked like a competent team today. They, they scored 30 or whatever. They Did you watch any of that? I only saw I, I was I was red zone in the one o'clock window. I never saw um, the Jets on the red zone, hardly. I saw them a few times. A few times, yeah, a couple times I saw them, but yeah, mostly it feel, I felt like I was watching the Browns. Yeah, me too. You know, would that have been? Would they have been the red zone leader perhaps today? Yeah, so big win though, pretty good. Zach Wilson yeah. stays in. Right, thank you, Zach Wilson. At the, the Dolphins Jets. next week. Yep. What do you think? They score thirty again. Sure, go get them. Go get them. Boom. Love it. The Black Friday rematch. Yes. The the game that America has craved, a rematch of that game between the Jets and Dolphins right. on Black Friday. That we all missed no it. Watched anyways. Right. right. We were all out shopping and missed it. Thank goodness they're going to play again, and we can watch that <laughs> next week. Mike is with us. Hello, Mike. Mike, you there? Hey guys, thanks for taking Yeah, my- you're welcome. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Yes, yeah, so of course. Was at the was at the game in Kansas City. Drove, uh, flew in. Amazing atmosphere. I got to say, Kansas City fans are like the nicest fans I've ever met. It was a great atmosphere. So happy for the win. But I've got a couple comments and questions for you. Uh, the one of the comments is that love that we won. I'm glad that we didn't completely fold under pressure. But at the same time, it seems like McDermott just freezes at the end. And if, um, look at time management. There was like two twelve left in in the game we go out with like three passes there was a pass to Diggs right off the bat incomplete mm-hmm. pass in the end zone incomplete if they would have run the ball kansas city takes a couple timeouts get a first down you kneel the ball you kick field goal and the game's over and i just feels like mcdermott's always kind of getting in his own head and those types of things happen and i worry about the future with some things like that so that's number one i'm curious on your take and number two question for you i noticed over the last many weeks Dig seems to be coming out on important second and third and long. And I'm curious to know, is that because he's winded and he's, t- and he's taking himself out? Or is the team saying it's not the right personnel and we don't want our number one receiver? So, I, boy, I, Thanks so much. I wish I knew. I should know the answer. We should know the answer to that. Do you think you do? I do not. I think it's because he hates McDermott. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I've noticed it, too. Uh, there have been even big, big plays, third down plays. Uh, against the Eagles where he wasn't out there, that I always just think that that's weird. And I don't know. I, my sense is that that's him. Like, I, I don't think they would choose to take him off the field in an important situation. I feel like he's – if he needs a blow, he needs a blow. I, 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 but that's just my guess. Um, you were not going to get to zeros at the end there, unless, unless you like got another first down. Um, like, it was very similar to the Philly scenario to me. So – could they have done a better job of running more clock there? Yes, but they were not going to get to – Mahomes was always going to have a chance to come back and tie you or beat you. 
Probably. Prob- almost almost definitely. Probably. Right? Like they, they yeah. were, I mean, they had what? They had first and 10 at 211 left? I think that's right. Yes. 2 210. 212. It's 212 after an illegal contact penalty. Thanks for those. Just the random. I mean, like that doesn't happen in every play, but appreciate it. Um, on Watson of the Chiefs. So it's 212, first and 10. I'm at the 22. You could get a first down. You could. And, and run it out. And, and it, well, Casey's got two timeouts, though. They're, and yep. they, they, they would have used them. They didn't have to. So you did, you know, you did them that favor. I, I think, could you have gotten there? Yes. I just, as I was watching it unfold, I did not think it was likely. I was thinking, please get a touchdown here. Because, to me, a field goal is just going to get you beat. And mm-hmm. thankfully, it ended up not happening, thanks to Kadarius Tony's big toe. I, <laughs> I wonder, like, when do you use those timeouts in this situation on defense? So, I'm the Chiefs. You're the Bills. You have first and 10 at my 22-yard line, 2-10 left, or 2-12 left, before the, the, the plate of digs is two seconds. He just drops it. Right. Um. I'm not calling a timeout, I think, before the two-minute warning. Like, if you keep the clock running on your play and it's not a first down, I think I'm just letting it go to two minutes. And I'm scared of, well, it doesn't really matter, but I am scared of, like, you're getting a first down and then I'm stuck. Well, that's the Ravens in the game against the Bills mm-hmm. last year where the Bills took the whole – they went the whole field and ended the game on a field goal. Uh, it, it was there. It was there, but yeah, I just the way they had been running the ball at that point in the game, I didn't have a lot of confidence that they were going to get ten yards in a first down running it. Could it have happened? Does it happen? Sure. I just I don't know. I I'm not going to be hard on them trying to trying to move the ball there uh, myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as like I said, I think could, could it have been orchestrated perfectly? Yes, but you you got to be a team that can just line up and and get ten yards running it three times, and I don't know. I, I'm not fully confident. Tony Romo seems to think the Bills are this team that I I don't share his view on. Like he, He's talking about how they're different now, and they're so big and mean, and they can do this because they push Josh Allen into the end zone. Um, I don't know. I, I still don't think they're that team up front, like running the ball-wise. Third down. We'd love more of your calls, by the way, 803-0550. Uh, third down on that possession is Allen almost getting wrecked for a 10-yard loss or whatever that is up the middle. Delayed blitz up the middle. He gets out, as we've seen him do hundreds of times maybe by now. Desperate heave to Kincaid. They get one, somehow caught for one yard. Now it's fourth and nine. 158 left, and the Bills get the field goal from Bass out of that. Boy, Allen just, with that kind of thing, he's just the best. You know, the, the number of times in a game where defenses must think they have him and they don't. It's just amazing. And, I mean, you had, you got to love this game. You're, you're a fan of the Green Bay Packers or somebody. And it's Bill's Chiefs, you know, late on Sunday. That's as good as it gets. This game was not incredible for scoring or anything like that. But it was gripping. Drama, yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. And, and, you know, these plays, what the Chiefs didn't get, with that uh, lateral play because of the offsides, I mean, just so much to talk about from this game. Bills Chiefs forever, right? <laughs> just Bills Chiefs forever. They will only play next year. It, they could still meet in these playoffs, by the way. It's not even mm-hmm. crazy at all to think that. Next year, they only meet if they finish in the same position in the standings 
as that each other. That doesn't seem real likely right now, though it still could happen. But you'd need the Bills to catch Miami and pass them, right? Because nobody's, nobody's catching KC. How secure is Kansas City's lead? The schedule gets really easy for them, I think. But they're a game up on the Broncos. That's right. That's only a kid. They're eight, they're eight and five. Eight and five, yeah. seven and yeah. six. Yeah. Kansas right. City's lost four out of six. What's wrong with the Chiefs? A lot. Yeah. Reliable pass catchers, for one thing. They don't have them. Knowing how to line up. Lining up. So, apparently, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes are hot at the officials. And, you know, laugh if you want. What, so, maybe, I think people, some people I'm reading are misunderstanding this. Reed might have, or Mahomes, or both, might have used the word warned. So, Tony lines up on that fateful play for the Chiefs where the touchdown is called back. He's, you know, half a foot offside. Mm-hmm. What receivers do, they look to the official mm-hmm. at the sideline to get confirmation that they're lined up legally. Now, I have read as well that Tony did not do that. There was no video of him checking. You know, you see, often see receivers right. look yep. to their to, to the left and point, like, am I good? And so I'm not sure if he did that here, but officials will tell the player if yep. they're not. That's sort of a normal thing. So that's what the Chiefs mean when they they might say, we weren't, we weren't warned that he was offside. I'm not sure the official does it unprompted. I don't believe I've ever – well – has it happened? Probably, but I think typically it's like you just explained it. That's you see that very often, where where the guy will look, the receiver will look to either sideline at that line judge or side judge or whatever that that judge is, um, for like um, you know just affirmation here. Am I good? Um, so if he didn't do that, I don't think the the, the official in that situation has any obligation to. Like, hey, you're gonna, I'm gonna, throw, I'm gonna penalize you. Like, that's not how right. it works. Um, and that I mean, you, you don't want that, right? As no, a fan, you don't want that. No. You don't want the officials to tell the players in advance that they're offside. No, I don't. But if no, they if, ask, if, if they ask, you know, fine, you you can direct them. But yeah, I don't think you volunteer that. I think you you watch it. Like, okay, he didn't look to me. He didn't back out of there. He's offside. That's it. It's a flag. It's. I think it's a pretty easy call. You can always complain, don't we know, about a certain call in a game. Like, you can always do that. The Chiefs have some reason, Mahomes or Reed, like some reason for being chapped that, you know, mm-hmm. here's this. They don't. The official doesn't know it's going to be this insane, awesome lateral play either, but it's offside. It's just like, it is a terrible mistake by the player. That's the, that's the main point. Yeah. It's an awful mistake. Like, as a defensive player, when you are down in a three-point stance, you're responsible for knowing where the ball is, where the line of scrimmage is. Yep. But even a defensive player is it's not worse than a receiver standing up, looking I mean, he doesn't need those six inches or whatever it no. is at all. He's gotta this this player has been such a head case in his career, Tony. And just like this is a really it's a signature moment for him. <laughs> just not been able to stay healthy, become reliable at all for the Chiefs. They traded picks for him last year, made a couple of huge plays in the Super Bowl. But what an awful moment for him there with that with that yeah. offside. The Chiefs also might be irate. I've seen a, a screen grab of the, the, the play after. I think there's a third and 15 there. So where Miller, it appears, is lined up in the neutral zone. 
Oh man, there's tons of that. Von Von Miller is lined up in the neutral zone, and that the, you know that would that would have been a third and fifteen becomes third and ten. Um, but you know they would have gotten another another try there uh, off of that play that they didn't get. So maybe that's um, adding to the Chiefs' uh, lack of satisfaction with the officiating. <laughs> Have we taken one call from people upset about the officiating today? I don't think we have, actually. It's usually the first call we get is that. I cannot believe that Murray play held held up. I cannot believe that that held up. All the catches that don't count because of whatever, football move, the ground call, just all the different reasons. Surviving the ground, all this different stuff. Yeah, He never has it. No. Wow. I wasn't entirely kidding. I'm not going to boast about this, but earlier this week, maybe it was even on the post-game show last week, or no, two weeks ago. We were not last week, right? Did you do a post-game show last week? There was no I game. Did. I did. I did a post-game show for, uh, what was a good 4 o'clock game last week? No, I did. I San Francisco, Philadelphia? Right. I did that. I did, I, I did that. I didn't turn any of the gear on. I just sat up here and talked about it. <laughs> Who was the electric player of the game last week when you did the post-game show? Christian but, McCaffrey. That's right. You remember. So, uh, what was I going to say? I got earlier I got, this week. Yeah. Um, so that didn't help. <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. <laughs> the people you know in your lives, so you really can't. You can't really sort of get them to come over, but they're just like everything that goes against the Bills or the Sabers, officials wise, calls wise. Like, there's some explanation for why the the man doesn't want the Bills to win. And so last week we're talking to somebody. I'm like, you know what? Everybody agrees that these playoffs kind of stink without the Bills. Like just the the Colts and the Browns and the Steelers. I guess this is your lucky week because anybody, any fan in the world that's not a fan of like those particular teams would prefer to watch the Bills in the playoffs than any of those guys. So this is your lucky week because they're going to get the calls in Kansas City. And guess what happened? Guess what happened? Mike is. is next. Hi, Mike. Hey, guys. I have two quick points for you. The first one is I thought there was a play down the right sidelines early in the game where it went to Diggs, and he could have easily fought back to the ball and drawn a pass interference. Um, I wanted to hear your thoughts about that. And second one, uh, how wild was it that the Bills almost lost on a lateral play on the same day that Frank Whitecheck died? Yeah, it, it, you know, it's 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 mystery. It's a it's a it's a stri- striking coincidence, perhaps too. The implication here is that Diggs failed us by not working harder on that not one, battling more. I don't remember the play. I, thought, I don't either. I don't remember the early one. The the late one, I thought he did a good job, and I think the the broadcast, uh, the TV broadcast, pointed this out of sort of he, he sort of held the defender and kept the guy from making a play on the ball himself because he was shielded. And the ball was going to go through. I think it was Snead in coverage on him. And Diggs had his hand up around around the, the defender's shoulder area or neck area. And I think pulled him away from making a play on the ball. Did you think anything, by the way, of the shot of Diggs with his helmet off late in the game? Sort of kind of seemingly having a friendly conversation with Snead during a review? Because that does not seem like the Diggs I know, who's an, who's an <laughs> assassin on the field. But right. I don't remember ever you know seeing him... Kind of smiling and talking to basically the guy who's shadowing him all night during a game, especially yeah. Like you, you more see him. There was a one of those early 
receptions he had that was kind of like a wide receiver screen type play, he went hard at the guy trying to tackle him. Like it was reminiscent of like the Bengal game from last year. Like I, you know, I, I'm gonna be here all day. Was was what I hear in my head when Diggs behaves like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Small game for him. The Bills win anyway, 2017 in Kansas City. We'll get to the locker room next. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. The Buffalo Bills claimed victory over the Kansas City Chiefs coming off of their bye week, moving to 7-6 and six on the season and keeping their playoff hopes alive. It wasn't the prettiest of wins. We all know that. Lots to clean up, but defense played fantastic. Went out there, made a two-minute stop, which is great to see, and they played great all night. Josh Allen led the day, going 23-42 for 42 for 233 yards with two total touchdowns. James Cook led in both rushing and receiving, having rushed 10 times for 58 yards and catching five passes for 83 yards and one touchdown. Up next, the Bills return to Highmark Stadium next Sunday to take on the Dallas Cowboys with a 425 p.m. kickoff and all of your play-by-play action right here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. Scores from earlier today, the Jets destroy the Texans 30-6, the Bengals defeated the Colts 34-14, the Browns defeated the Jaguars 31-27, the Ravens defeated the Rams in overtime 37-31, and currently the Cowboys are leading the Eagles 10-3. This update and scores from around the league are delivered by the UPS Store. Be unstoppable. I'm Joe Kelly for the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Bills over the Chiefs in Kansas City for the third regular season meeting in a row. Three in three years, 20-17, to 7-6 now are the Bills with Dallas here next week. Dallas is playing right now. Thanks for being with us. Let's go to the locker room now and hear from Mitch Morse, brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. Yeah, I think, yeah, well, um, yeah, I, I think from the outside end, it, it definitely looked like an onslaught of things that could, uh, you know, help make a team lose our focus. But on the contrary, um, I think coming off the bye, we were uh, so laser focused and understanding on the job at hand and what that would take if we want to achieve our ultimate goal, which is to, uh, you know, make the playoffs. We'd had to stack these days one day at a time, compound those. I know I said that a thousand times, but uh, eventually end up on Sunday after having a great week of practice. And uh, sure, that there was some times there where we could have been distracted. And uh, uh, I think the resiliency of this team, not only on the field but off the field, was apparent this week. And we had some great practices and, and really came together and focused on the ultimate goal, which was to uh, win in a very hostile environment, which was Arrowhead. Josh, Josh had made that long third down, played on Latavius, falling out of bounds. Do you ever get your, catch yourself being amazed while the game is going on? Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, you you get caught up in uh, protection schematics and you wonder why he's running. Um, just no, just truly, not like why would he do that, but why is there who's who's coming free? Who like was that a protection issue or something like that? So uh, it's one of those things that you really kind of take a step back after the the, uh, the game and really appreciate because, like like I said earlier, you just kind of focus on what was going on and uh, we we. I know you guys were focused on it, but it's a rough week for Sean. I, I know he never says things like but how do you feel for him with a game like this with everything that went on this week? Um, I thought he uh, he came in, you know, that, that could have, you know, we, we felt for him. Really. We felt for his family. We, we, we felt for the individual because we know who Sean is. Um, I've been with him for five years, and 
Sean is not only an astounding football coach, a very resilient one, but is a good man. And, uh, and first and foremost, I mean, if guys have anything come up family-wise or anything like that, um, you know, I, personally, there's a story from me. I've dealt with anxiety in my past and something I'm fairly open with. And a few years ago, we we're playing away, and uh, I'm having a really tough time before a game uh, getting myself ready to go. And I don't know if I'm going to play or not. And uh, Sean pulled me aside in his office and, and just really sat me down as a man and said, you know, there's so much more to life than football. You know, you have a great family, and whatever happens on that field today is not going to relate to that. And uh, just go out there and fly around. And ever since then, um, it was just one of the most unique things that he did 90 minutes before a football game, an important one a few years ago. And uh, I know that wasn't what you asked, but uh, personally speaking for myself, uh, I'd do anything for that man. James Cook is a phenomenal football player, a guy who brings a lot of energy, even though he can seem stoic to say the least. Uh, it's a guy who runs hard, is every there, you know, wants to run the ball, wants to take a few hits, and uh, and, and like you saw, is, is available for Josh in, in those tough times. Did you feel, Last or the one. team feel, that the season was maybe on the line today with this game? Yeah, absolutely. I think when uh, this team is not, not only, you know, we, of course, we want to focus on one day at a time and one week at a time, but we understood that uh, to give ourselves the best position we have to kind of take a playoff mentality right now. And that doesn't mean you need to do anything else, add any more pressure to yourself, but you know, tighten up the P's and Q's. And, and I, I think speaking for the offensive line, there's a lot of room for growth today in that regard. So a uh, great challenge coming up this coming week. Appreciate you. Yep, thanks. Mitch Morse and the Bills get it done in Kansas City to go to 7-6. and six. The Cowboys here next Sunday. Onward. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, thanks for being with us tonight. Happy holidays. We'll see you here next week. This is Buffalo Bills football. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.